Well, hello, everybody. You want to set up the, uh, the slides here? Yeah, let's set the slides. So I'm just looking at myself. I look like a unicorn, which my, my daughter will be happy, I guess. So I'll, I'll, I guess I'll wear it. So I'm, I'm uh, John Fraterelli, and I'm here with uh, Dr. Nat Carmon, Dr. Malik Lay. Um, today is our podcast or our, our Facebook Live session for our, our 10th anniversary um, of building the lab here in, in, uh, in, in Hawaii. So we're going to talk about you know what's happened over the last 10 years, talk about some, some, some novel fertility things that have happened and what's happened specifically in Hawaii uh, and FIH, and, and hopefully show you guys a lot of memory. Um, for those of you who are tuning in, you know, please uh, feel free to comment and, and send questions if you have them. We definitely want this to be as interactive as possible. So this really kind of started in 2010 when I found the, the place here at Halipava'a. Um, and it was a brand new building. Um, so I came in and we were able to kind of grab a, a floor and uh, have it bare and, and design the lab that, that, I, that I had always kind of wanted. Um, and, and we built the lab here, you know, and with the premise or, or with the idea of having a lab that would be similar to the successful labs that were on the mainland. And, and the premise with that is that Everything's at one in one center. You you come in for fertility of ultrasound for a consultation. You're getting your egg retrieval performed here, your IUI here, the andrology, freezing sperm, doing the semen analysis, blood work. Everything is done within one setting. You don't have to go to multiple settings. And so um, that's how we set it up, and we've been um, successful at that. I think, and really the only lab or the only only facility here in Hawaii that does that. Um, we actually moved in to the building in February 2011 um, and ultimately had our first egg retrieval in, in March uh, and then had our first baby within about nine months later, or about seven, I guess, um, in, in December. Um, with setting up the lab, the other thing that I wanted to do was make sure that we were doing what everyone else was doing um, on the mainland. Um, and then that we weren't, you know, kind of floating out here in the middle of the Pacific and, and not not staying on track with the rest of the of the country and, and, and what everyone else is doing. So we we automatically started taking everyone to day five doing blastocyst transfers. We started doing a lot of freezing with blastocyst transfers. We automatically did vitrification on on everybody. We, um, in the past, people have been doing slow freeze where, for embryos and eggs, which was not as successful. Um, so you know we. I've never done slow freeze in our lab here. You know, I'm happy to say we've always been done vitrification. Um, and so we really tried to make sure that we were just as, as updated as possible with, with everything that, that we were doing. Um, we also started a, a study and we, we joined a study uh, immediately called the Pursue Study, which um, helped patients uh, get IVF cycles if they weren't uh, insured or didn't have the opportunity to do to do a cycle. And the, the Pursue study was, was a phase three trials, randomized double blind study that evaluated this. Um, it really is, it was a single injection that you take. So, you, so those of you who've done IVF, you come in for your first show, for your first day of, of uh, injections, and you take one injection, and you don't take another injection for six days. That's, you know, so this was really, it was a single injection, it was a, it was a slow release 
um, uh, medication as opposed to how it's done now, how it's typically done where you're taking a shot every day or sometimes multiple shots a day. Um, unfortunately, the, the, the study was successful, the drug is very successful, and it's used around the, around the world, um, but the FDA, after finishing the study, said they wanted one more study to, in, order, in order to approve it here in the United States, and, and the company, after spending millions and millions of dollars, said, yeah, we don't need it. Well, it, we're, you know, we're successful uh, um, internationally, so we're not going to bring it to the United States. So, um, so unfortunately, you know, um, that, that drug is not available here, but it was very fascinating. It was a great study that, that we were a part of. I'm going to interrupt here because some of our patients have some comments. Oh, yes. So uh, one of our patients mentioned that she didn't realize that the center was new when she joined in 2012, which ah. I was, you know, just yesterday. Right. right. Um, well, and it was 2012, 2000, <laughs> 2012. It was a year old at that point. Right. But um, yeah, it's and it's still new. Right. I mean, 10 years has passed. It's gone by so fast. It's hard to believe. Um, yeah, but yeah, in 2000, early 2012, we did, we did our first egg donor cycle here. And, uh, and, and really, I think that 2012 really set us up for what we've done the rest of the time. And that's because um, I was lucky enough, and literally lucky enough to be in the right spot at the right time um, on, on a hay bale ride in, in, in um, I forget where, where I was, like Tahoe, I think, uh, with, at a conference. And the person sitting next to me was a good friend of mine who was at uh, a Shady Grove fertility in, in Maryland and mentioned to me that they were looking at making founding this donor egg bank. Uh, and we started talking about it and, and we were lucky enough to be one of the 11 founding partners uh, for the donor egg bank. And, and the reason that really has changed what we've done is because the, the people, the, Groups that are a part of this part of this egg bank are really, you know, the the who's who in IVF and, and, and IVF centers. And so one of the things that's really helped, and I've been, I've been very um, adamant about, is our lab being very active with with donor egg bank USA because it allows our embryologists to gain skills that they probably would not have gained if we were not part of donor egg bank USA. It allows them to really flourish um, and and be successful, and us be successful. Um, you know, if we weren't part of them. So, so I think that that has really changed what we were able to do. And, and, and luckily, or luckily and, and happily, we're still part of, of Donor Egg Bank USA and, uh, and very proud of that. Um, we also did the first egg vitrification in, in Hawaii. Before, before this, uh, slow freeze was done. Slow freeze eggs, um, they don't survive very well. They don't do very well. Um, vitrification, if you vitrify something, uh, you are freezing it super, super fast, and, and it doesn't turn, you'll get no ice crystal formation. You preserve the fidelity of that um, gamete, whether it's an egg or, or an embryo, um, and without damaging it. And so you, re, you preserve the, the reproductive competence of, the, of that either egg or embryo. We do have some patients who have chimed in saying that they were also uh, with you in 2012, and that um, they they had babies uh, with your help, I, and then I subsequent, yeah. And um, so I guess even though you were brand new, and you know you opened this brand new clinic, you still had at least one successful patient. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so yes, yes. I, that's good. I recognize all. I recognize all these names. Uh, it's so good to so yeah. good to see you guys and hear from you guys. 
Um, Some people from Alaska too. Wow, around the everywhere, world, everywhere. <laughs> uh, and we did, you know, we did around around that time, around 2013, probably start seeing more international patients and, and patients that were here in Hawaii. We started seeing a lot of uh, Japanese patients uh, and patients from Korea, from from different agencies, um, and so that has really kind of built our our our, our program as as well. Um, the embryoscope. I don't know if you know. A lot of you may have heard about the embryoscope. We 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 were uh, one of the first 20 centers maybe in the country to get the embryoscope, uh, which is really a time-lapse incubator. You know, So normally you put the embryos in the incubator, you leave them there for however many days before you look at them again. With this, it would take a photo of the, embry of the embryo every 20 minutes. And so you could really, you could log on, I could log on my phone or on my computer and check and see how embryos were doing. And at the end, maybe even have a video of how that embryo grew over the course of the five or six days that it was, that it was in the incubator. Um, we thought that this was really going to revolutionize um, how we were doing things. If we could see things more, we would be able to figure out which embryos were chromosomally normal, which embryos were going to make a baby. Um, the reality is when you look when you look at the embryo all the time with an embryoscope, or you just put it in the incubator and don't look at it again for five days, the end product uh, both looking the same. Um, there's no difference. You can't really. There's nothing you can look at with the embryoscope that helps you. So, so for that reason, it's, you know, it's not something. It's not a technology that has really flourished at least at this point. Um, it was also around this time that we had our first pregnancy and baby that was born from from vitrified uh, donor eggs in, in Hawaii. Um, and then I, we, we started getting pretty busy here, obviously. I was by myself, um, and, and um, my embryologist, in fact, when I first hired her, uh, I brought her from, from, from Oklahoma, Amber Brewer, um, and, and her, she would, you know, we are probably going to do 50, 80 cycles a year, and so she was just going to be a, her, by herself. And we did 80 cycles in the first year, and then the second year we did, we did almost 200 cycles, and she said, oh, you know, you got to, we need more people so we brought in more uh, other embryologists at that time but but also i needed more people so you know i had been um wooing dr carmone for you know, it went, you know since like 2013 i guess she jumped and she started fellowship um in, in, at harvard and um over the course of about three years um you know we, we developed this relationship that you know trying to get her to come here and she said yes yeah, she wanted to come here and and finally when she finished her fellowship in 2015 um, luckily, Dr. Carmon uh, you know, did come. <laughs> she kept telling me she was going to. Yeah, so um, that, that was also, I can't believe that it's been, you know, five years, over five years now that, that I joined. But um, when I first uh, came here, um, I, I came here kind of just as, as a tourist to check out the practice and Dr. Fratarelli was nice enough to let me actually stay with him at his house. Um, and so I felt like, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I, my whole vacation was like just a two week interview, you know, it's just like every day I was like, gosh, you know, they're making breakfast. I don't know if they're going to judge me if I eat too much or if I don't eat enough or, you know, I don't know. I, I was so anxious and nervous because I really, really wanted to, to join uh, Fertility Institute of Hawaii. And so um, after I stayed the two weeks, I guess I didn't do anything like really weird or wrong uh, because then then he did uh, offer me the position here, which I've been so grateful for. So thank you so much. And I've been able to come out here and um, and live my dream in paradise. I see that there are some patients people, yes. um, that are writing in and people that guys, I recognize yes. as well. So, um, <coughs> you know, thank you so 
everyone. It's, it's just so wonderful. And of course, we had our five-year celebration in 2016, which I remember. Um, and I remember thinking how, you know, how exciting it would be, um, well, how exciting it was at that time that I joined such a wonderful practice, but also I was thinking like, what's it gonna be like, you know, in five years, um, in 2020 when you know 2021 when we when we have our our 10-year celebration and you know here it is now it's a little bit different than i anticipated or expected because we're not having any fancy parties and we're just here in our my office but um, um but you know it's it's in other ways has been more wonderful than I could have ever imagined. And I, I can't believe how many patients I've been able to help and work with. It's just so, so incredible. And, and so, you know, it, it has been a long, it has been, you know, just a wonderful, wonderful time having Dr. come on here for the last you know, six years. Um, then a couple of other things that happened right in the time that Dr. Carmon joined, we were part of the, the STAR study, which is <clears throat> really a, a very, um, Wellness study across the, across the across the world um, with IVF and and PGT preimplantation genetic uh, technology, uh, and so we were patients that were doing IVF were able to get genetic testing on their embryos for free as, as part of the study. Um, I guess I, I guess I, um, when we look at participating in studies, we're looking for a couple of things. We're looking for it to be good science um, and something that's going to tell us something. And we also are looking for studies that are not going to provide any harm to a patient. Um, we don't want there to be any downside for the patient. Um, and so in this study, the patients were randomized to either getting genetic testing or not <clears throat> at, at no cost. Um, and so obviously the downside was that they didn't get randomized, they didn't get the genetic testing um, on that, uh, for that first transfer, but they, they weren't going to have it anyway because you know, they, they were just going to go on IVF and weren't going to do PGT anyway. So it really didn't harm them. Um, but it did help them because all of their other embryos that they didn't transfer were, to, were tested. So everybody had embryos that were tested. Some had embryos that we put in were tested, but everyone had embryos that were, you know, all of the embryos that we froze that were not, that they were not transferred were tested. So if the patient didn't get pregnant, they were able to use tested embryos later on. Um, and, and we've had about 80 babies from the SAR study. Um, uh, over over the last five years, uh, so so that's been fabulous. Um, there's another study, a Megaset study that, that we were part of. That, we did that, have we had some patients who were writing in who were part of the STAR oh, study. Oh, great! And we're very thankful. Wow, yes. Well, so that's pretty, pretty neat. Yeah, it was you know, and and it really it took it really is one of the one of the most talked about studies in in our field. Uh, so we're very very happy to be part of it. And we actually were the um, we were second as far as a, there's a multi center. Um, in a trial, there were 30 something uh, uh, centers in it. We had the second most um, people enrolled in, in the study. So, so we were very proud of that and very happy that we have so many babies born from, from it. Um, we also did the Megaset study, which is, which is again, again, just comparing two different medications and offering free, uh, free cycles to patients. Um, and that was very successful as well. Um, and then there was a time that, that Dr. Carmon, while she was here, um, kept talking about this device called the Invisal. Uh, and, and, and I kept thinking, oh, how are we going to use this? What? I'm not sure we want to use it. Uh, and she was very persistent. And, and um, uh, I'm glad I listened to her because it, because she actually, you know, it actually is something we use and something that Dr. Carmon, um, because she was the one who really wanted it to be here and, and, and researched it. I'll let her attempt 
seriously. Well, I just wanted the free trip to Texas that I got to do the training. Uh, it was like a love. It was like an, a hotel next to the airport. I think it was nice. Yeah, only only the best accommodations. For yeah. So the InvoCell um, was something that I was interested in when I heard about it um, because it does offer uh, in vitro fertilization at you know a slightly lower cost for those people who are paying out of pocket for it, um, and the success rates are are. Promising, um, and in some cases, depending on the patients that are utilizing it, can be just as good as um, a traditional IVF cycle. Um, it also is um, a great technology for people who are interested, perhaps in a natural approach, or some people who are interested from either a religious or ethical perspective would like fertilization to occur inside the body. Um, this is a good approach for them. Um, for some people who are, uh, for example, female same-sex um, couples. This is a way to potentially involve both partners um, without doing co-IVF. You know, one partner can um, provide the eggs, the other partner can incubate them in this device. So there, there are various ways that we can utilize the InvoCell um, to meet the needs of patients who, you know, may be wanting something different than a traditional IVF cycle. A patient just just signed in saying that she Yay, was in the cell. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> so. And then there was uh, the other the other option that, that I think that was actually newsworthy, um, kind of a year ago or two, maybe a year and a half ago was uh, maybe you mentioned this, maybe I wasn't listening. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> the same sex couples. Who, I just mentioned oh, you that. that. Did you? Oh, you didn't mention it was. You know, it was in the news. Or, it was in the yeah, news. Yeah. He wasn't. He's. he's he wasn't. Okay, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it was in. It was in the news. Not from our center though, but another center which. Right, it wasn't that. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, let's move the slide forward. Oops, sorry. Oh. Coral. Coral. The rest of the presentation. One or the other. We'll see. Yeah. And so these are, yeah, photos from our, from our birthday party five years ago at the Alani. Um, and like Dr. Carmel said, you know, that was really such a great celebration. Um, and we've been looking so forward to having another one uh, and, and then COVID here. So you know, we, we obviously are very happy that everyone is safe right now, but we're also very, very sad that we can't do another large gathering and see all the families and babies. Um, because we certainly we certainly miss that, yeah. and and I will also say that the, Dr. Carmel told me this many, many times when she was at the birthday party um, because you know it was, she had just gotten there, so there were very few babies that she had. Um, you know, every, everyone, all the babies weren't. In, I was getting pictures with all the families and all the babies, and she was kind of standing there. You know, yeah, like, you in know, my like red maybe in five years, maybe five years, I can I can take some photos, and and then. Yeah, she can't yeah. take photos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. so sad. Oh well. <laughs> but we do miss you guys. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, another study that that's um, going to be you know fairly talked about. You know that we just finished or we're just finishing is a randomized double blind multicenter trial, um, looking at IVF that with another with a different type of of gonadotropin, which is an FSH product that we have to use for to get. The stimulation part of the of the IVF cycle, um, and so that's that's a new um, 
drug that's going to be coming to market probably in a couple of years. And we just finished uh, participating in that. And that was, uh, again, allowing patients to do a free IVF cycle. Um, we also, um, as, as Dr. Carmen just mentioned, the Invisel was, was introduced around this time and, and um, had the first Invisel pregnancy in Hawaii. And we've had several. And I guess I'll, I'll comment on the Invisel a little bit. And that my, my experience with the Invisel, I think when you look at all the studies, um, the embryo quality is not worse with cell versus the lab. Um, and the lab is optimized, what I was telling my patients, the lab is optimized for human embryo development. But the reality is not everybody's the same. And so there's some people, there are, some people are gonna be outliers on one side or the other. And so those patients certainly, you probably will get a better embryo quality if you do an imbecile. Uh, and we certainly have seen that, that we, we've had some patients where Invisel has given us the you know, same quality as, as we would see in the lab. And other times where we've been really surprised at the embryos that we got there, they were so much better than we expected. Um, we also have patients writing in uh, regard that they were part of the RITA study as well. Yes. So that's pretty cool. Yes, thank you guys. Thank you all. Uh -huh. um, it's, it's been very successful. I guess the RITA study, we just looked at our last numbers. We, we've had about 40, 40 babies from the RITA study uh, so far. Uh, so, and, and certainly a few more out there. And we have embryos that are still frozen as well. Um, and then 2020 hit, obviously, 2019, 2020, COVID changed everything. Uh, we started doing a lot of telemedicine. Um, the Zymot's on there because that's one of the technologies that we kind of, around 2019, 2020, we introduced into our lab. Uh, and that allows us to select better sperm for the IVF cycle in order to put better sperm into the uterus or into well you, you can do it for the IUI but typically we're using it for IVF to put it into the egg um, and, and really there's not really a lot that we can do for the sperm other than either put it with the egg and let it fertilize or put it inside the egg by doing ICSI uh, and so what the Zymot does is it really has revolutionized things a little bit in, in that it allows us to select it it, it pre-selects good sperm for us to then select to put into the egg uh, when we do ICSI. Um, and a lot of this time, too, we started talking to Dr. Goulet uh, in 2020 and, and uh, uh, coaxed her into joining. So we've been very happy that, that she's been here now for uh, a little over three months, but on four months now. Um, and I'll let Dr. Goulet introduce herself. Yes, that's the best thing about 2020. I, there's always a silver lining and, and uh, you know, Things happened because of COVID-19 that none of us were expecting, but I think um, the telemedicine, which you had mentioned earlier, I know a lot of people have just loved and we've embraced it too. It allows a lot of us to spend time with our patients, uh, especially if you live on Outer Island, you don't have to take an entire day off of work. Um, and if you live on Oahu, you know, still taking time off for a doctor's appointment uh, can mean a half day or a full day off, but now you don't even have to leave the office. You can just turn on your phone. And I know a lot of people have really embraced the telemedicine. And so uh, I hope that's here to stay, even when COVID-19 goes away. Um, <clears throat> but I think uh, one of the other silver linings of COVID-19 is it helped me transition to here. And this, this has been the best part of all of 2020. And I'm looking forward to the 15 year anniversary where I can say I've got all the patients just like Dr. Carmone and Dr. Fratarelli to take pictures with. Um, because I see lots of exciting new things happening with this practice and they've always 
Fertility Institute of Hawaii has always been very progressive, very cutting edge, um, wanting to embrace the best technology that we, we can have access to here in the Pacific so that everybody here in the Pacific can benefit from the technology that's being developed worldwide. And being centered here in the Pacific, we, we do have access to all of the best um, uh, studies that are happening worldwide and people are traveling in from uh, all over the world, Japan and Korea and Australia, um, because our six are so good. Yeah, so I think um, you're definitely one of the best things about 2020. <laughs> so yeah, 2020 you had on the timeline there, uh, Dr. Goulet, uh, what did you have there? Zymot, Zymot COVID, right? Tele medicine. Telemedicine. Yeah. So, um, yeah, my biggest issue with the Zymot is that the two dots on the O, doesn't that mean it's Zymot? That's right? it is Zymot. Yeah. I, call, I think yeah, it's Zymot, right? I'm from Tennessee. Dots on there. Yes, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just helping. I'm just helping. That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. You're welcome. My, my, my daily life, yes. Thank you. <laughs> well, yeah, so. But yeah, we see so many people weighing in. Thank you so much. And, you know, um, recognize all of these names. Uh, it's so nice to see everybody. And, and uh, you know, some people with babies that are now not babies, that are eight, nine, ten years old. Yeah, it's amazing. It's incredible. It, it really is amazing. So we're so thankful. Do we have any other pictures? I think we have. Through here? Oh, uh, yes. Some cute things here. Let's see. Thanks so much. It's like we can't even keep up with all the patients that are kind of right here. It's, it's, uh, so I know. I, I was, I was, I was um, concerned that we wouldn't have anybody watching today. And, and it's just, it's amazing Aww. what we have. Um, yeah. So, I, at least. Yeah. So, about. Five years ago, uh, we, we reached the point where we were having um, uh, about 350 babies or more born uh, a day, uh, not a day, uh, in a, a year in, in Hawaii. Um, and so, you know, we are now kind of almost approaching two babies a day in, in, in Hawaii. Um, but we're very proud of, of the fact that, that we're, we're helping to build families. I think that. Um, those of you have, who have been on our on our uh, Facebook page and our website, you kind of know that the three of us all have fertility stories as well. Um, and so, you know, this really warms our heart to um, be able to help other patients and family, other people have have the family that they desire, and, they, and that they deserve. And it really is. I think that you know, I don't. I am so happy to come to work every day. It's, I love it. It's. I don't. I don't know what I would do if I if I wasn't working. Uh, I think that one of the things is if you enjoy what you do, um, then you'll never work a day in your life. And that's really true. I really feel like that. And so, um, it's so it's so it's such a good feeling when we see these comments. When we see you guys, and, and, and we know that all the families that we've helped. Um, not everybody gets pregnant, and we realize that too. And that's very sad for us. And, uh, but but ultimately we, we, we do we do really appreciate um, all the support that we get from from everyone. And I you know I also think um, that it's 
these kind of moments and sort of these Facebook live sessions that um, where we see all your comments that really do recharge us too. Because again, you guys are the reason that that we do this, and so it's um, it's so you know wonderful and, and nice for us to see this and and to continue to work with you guys too. So yeah, and also for our staff. I mean, not just us. You're not right now. You don't see all the um, staff who are watching right now and who are in our office um, helping us put everything together. But we absolutely couldn't. Of course, we couldn't do it without them. And some of them have been here um, longer longer than me for sure. So um, some of them are irreplaceable. They're they're all irreplaceable. We have great staff. Such 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 yeah. tremendous staff. Many names I recognize too from Austin, from everywhere, Miami Dolphins. The dolphins, yes. <laughs> so speaking, I guess, I guess, I guess you know, speaking of the, the Dolphins, um, uh, if you using a football analogy, oh, we have our our, our um, slideshow of our photos. We'll talk about some of these, but that's that's our picture of our staff at our at our um, private birthday party. The you know these staff pictures that you're seeing, it's our embryologists and our embryologists that were in the one there. Um, they're just amazing. These are photos when we were during COVID. We had our we had we, we sat down for an afternoon and, and did yoga. Come on, a yoga session virtually from our office. Um, the uh, the top left is a picture of the awards that our embryologists and um, this is our our one of our um, five parades that we were at. I think. Years ago, um, we try to help in the community as much as possible. This is one of the homeless shelters and serving serving breakfast. We try to do that at least once a year. Um, we have a little painting contest. Look at all the paintings that we did, and, and they were almost all the same. But uh, definitely, there were some people who were much better. There were some that were much better. Yes. Than Actually, they all look the same, but there was one painting. Photos or most of the early photos were from pre-COVID. Now you see COVID photos of people in the past. So it really is good to see our staff, our staff members who have moved on to remain. It's good to see them. Good to see the photos. Good to see them on email on Facebook. And then, and then this is yeah, our kind of our staff. And what I was trying to say is that. You know, for a football analogy, really, you know, we're the quarterbacks, right? But but we got a great team behind us, uh, and, and without that great team, you guys you, you guys wouldn't have babies. You would you wouldn't have the families you have. So it's not really you know. So so you know, we can be as good as we can be, um, but it's really the team. It's really it really is team. And 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 then specifically, if you had to pick out like one group that's the most important part, okay, it would be our embryologists. It would be our lab team, and they're more important than we are. I mean, again, you, you, you know, our embryology team is so, you know, you, you, don't, you don't know who they are either, you know, but they are so good. You could put almost, you know, you could put almost, you know, any three doctors that do IVF in the country and, and, and you know, sitting in these chairs and they would have, you know, fairly similar success rates because our embryology team is just so good. Um, you know, the donor egg bank, you know, I mentioned the donor egg bank, uh, USA. Um, one of the reasons we joined that was for the embryology, so that we would be, we 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 continue to get that technology and learn. Um, our embryologists 
year after year are winning awards there. You know, the, you know, for the best egg freezing, best egg thaw pregnancy rates. Last year we had um, we had our we had the top three. I'll, have to, I'll count Amber 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 Brewer who was our my first embryologist who was here for five six years with us, and then we back to the mainland. She actually had the she actually was number one. In the, in the donor egg bank, um, even though she's not with us, I still count her. And then, um, and then, uh, Yvonne and, and Jamie, our, our, um, two, our two senior embryologists, were, were second and third. Um, and so, very proud of, of the work that they do. And they really work long hours. They're here every weekend. You know, we're not here. You know, we, we try not to be here on weekends if we don't have to be, unless we're doing an egg retrieval or a procedure. The embryologists are here in the lab every weekend because there's something they have to do. They have to biopsy an embryo. They have to freeze an embryo. They check on embryos. So, so they really are here 365 days a year. Um, and and you know we well we try to give them the weeks of Christmas off a little bit because we you know we try to um, clean the lab a little bit. But that's really the only time that they're not that they're really that someone's not coming in. Someone comes in on Thanksgiving to freeze and 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 uh, to check on embryos. So it's really a um, it's a it's a thankless job sometimes because they're they not seeing they're not seeing all you get the praise they're not seeing the thank yous so uh, how but, did you hire such good embryologists i always was wondering yeah, that yeah like, well you know so um and and uh, actually donor egg bank usa asked secret? me to give the, give a talk on that in a couple of months at our, at oh really our, on how at, to hire at, good embryologists at our at our at our, at our like scientific incredible. meeting they asked me to give me a talk because they, they, they want to know our secret but the, really the secret is locked <laughs> i don't know they're just i don't know how to get I, I'm just very thankful, um, and uh, but they are very, very good, yeah. um, and, and they're some of the best embryologists in the country. And, and every every lab would tell you that. Um, so they're, they're, we're very lucky. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, how do you how do you get YouTube? I don't know. I'm just lucky. I'm blessed. He's just I, lucky. I, yeah. I, I, why am I doing, <laughs> Why am I doing the best job in the world? I, you know, this is this is the, this is my job. This is a hobby. This is I love this. So I just how lucky yeah. can you be? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I came from, I mean, I tell everyone, listen, I trained at Harvard, everybody knows, right? Over and over again. I did, I went to a little place called Harvard, right? Um, and I did my fellowship there, and so I came here and I thought, you know, I was coming from sort of a big city and I was going to come here to this little town and really just paint the town with my strokes and I was going to teach John how to get things done here, but... No, I was definitely schooled by Dr. Fratarelli, by the embryologists here who were just, you know, incredible and uh, really incredible mentors to me initially when I first started. And um, it's just amazing that really the level of care that um, that's provided here, I think, is it's incredible. I think we certainly tried to to provide customer service. I mean, and, and that's one of the things we talk about. We want, you know. We want, people, we want our staff to realize that, that, you know, we're not just a normal medical clinic that, you know, where you're getting your blood pressure checked and, you know, uh, and checking some blood work and, and coming back in a year. We're really some, we see patients a lot and we see them for their journey. We see them at a very uh, um, uh, intimate moments and, and moments that are very, you know, um, sometimes happy, sometimes sad, um, but, but critical to their life. And, and this is, you know, we have to be, um, you know, more of a, concierge service and more of a, more of a customer service than, than a medical service oftentimes. We also have um, staff comments in here. We have Trisha. Trisha has uh, been here for what, eight, eight years, years now. Yeah. So she's also here longer than me. Um, yeah. Incredible. Thanks, Trisha. <laughs> yeah. We have, we have several staff who have been here in that, in that, you know, eight, nine year mark. 
Um, so it's, it's amazing that uh, that we've been able to have them here for that long. Um, we, we obviously have several staff that have kind of come and gone too, maybe moved to the mainland, um, you know, for various reasons, uh, family reasons, other reasons. But they're all still part of our family, uh, and, and we still contact them and talk to them a lot. A lot. Uh, and and likewise, our, our patients, our patients, um, they have their email address of, of, of you know their IVF coordinator. Um, if your IVF coordinator is gone, that email address actually still gets forwarded to, is still active and it gets forwarded to one of the other IVF coordinators, so we still get it, uh, even if your IVF coordinator is gone. But thank you guys so much, it's been yeah. wonderful. Oh, we have, I guess we have a cake. Yeah, you guys can partake in our cake. <laughs> it's chocolate, which is good. I'm a big fan of chocolate. And it has lots of stars on it. My, my daughter would be happy. Mm -hmm. Are you getting burned, Jolene? She's burned. She's there we go. All right. Shall we? Are we, uh, oh. we going to turn this? Oh, no, no. We have it, we have it planned. We have it planned. <laughs> Okay. So there's our cake. Here we go. Lots of stars on it. The FIH. Nice. All right. Yeah, pictures too. And then we've got um maybe you can take the first make the first cut and oh, then and she, she oh. okay. sorry, we're taking pictures of Oh, we have to look at the camera, we can't look at our Facebook live session. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The zero's falling down. All right. We're not going to blow them out because of COVID. We'll wave. Go like this. <laughs> there we go. Yay. Thank you guys. We, we can't wait till year 15 um, and we have a real party. Uh, and uh, I don't know how we'll do that because there's so many people. I don't know where we'll go. Maybe we'll have we have to rent an island or something to have, have all the people come. Um, so our first piece. There we go. But thank you guys so much. Thanks so thanks so much for, for participating. Thank thanks you for guys. the memories. Thank you so thanks much for the memories. memories. Yep. Yes. But uh, we're not we're not done yet. Yeah. We're not retiring no. quite yeah, yet. Yeah, so, I'm not retiring. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see you in uh, and we'll see, see you at our next Facebook live session. Yeah. Again, we and also you know we have these Facebook live sessions. Um, once a month, uh, if anyone's interested, it's usually some kind of infertility topic that, that we think is interesting. Um, COVID and pregnancy, or you know, just uh, male infertility, uh, or you know, how to get pregnant with ovulation induction, or other uh, what, what other options are out there. Um, so we will be having these Facebook live sessions once a month. Please join us. All right, guys. All right, thank Follow. you, guys. Thank you.